Hey, welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, a podcast focused on holistic health, nutrition, biohacking, and more. I'm your host, Brittany Ford, registered holistic nutritionist and self-proclaimed biohacker. During the last 10 years, I've focused on healing my gut and hormonal issues through lifestyle changes, nutrition, and of course, biohacks. And now I teach others to do the same. I'm so excited you're joining me today. So let's dive right in. Welcome to another personal single episode with me. Brittany, your host. Um, I'm excited that you're listening and I'm excited to be talking about this topic. That's for sure. Um, I love doing these solo podcast episodes because it's really nice to take a step back from interviewing other people and kind of update everybody where I am in my own health journey and my personal journey. And it's nice when people kind of get to know you better as well on, on a deeper level. So that's what these episodes are for. Um, and if you ever have anything you want me to talk about, that is personal. Um, please let me know because I I kind of just randomly have inspiration to do these. I don't really plan them out too much. Um, so if there's something that's on your mind, definitely message me on Instagram and I'd love to chat. But let's get into today's topic. So 75 hard. Oh my goodness. It is hard. <laughs> um, I'm going to go through exactly what it is, my review, tips, and who should do this and who definitely should not do this because this is not for everybody. That is for sure. Um, so stay with me and definitely, definitely let me know what you think about this episode. Uh, you can shoot me a message on Instagram, like I said, or you can leave a review too. That works as well. So what the heck is 75 hard and have you been seeing it more and more? Because I definitely have. I first started seeing it, I think it was early 2020 around when the pandemic started, um, or actually it might've been late 2019. And I remember seeing some sort of article about it. It might've been on like Goop or something like that. Um, and then I started seeing the hashtag at one point, uh, which is hashtag 75 hard or 75 hard challenge. And it kind of caught my eye, but I knew at the time it wasn't something I was ready to commit to. Um, and then a family friend or a family member of mine um, just finished the challenge. And when somebody does a health challenge and it's not me and I am like probably the healthiest person in the families, um, it makes me stop and think. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should do this. <laughs> so I definitely got influenced to do it from him. Um, and, and that was very interesting. And I have not done anything like this before. I've never done a trend or a challenge or even like a diet. Like I just don't really do these types of things. Um, as a biohacker, I tend to believe in making everything a lifestyle rather than a short-term dramatic change that you can't sustain. So for me to kind of flip the script and actually do something like this has definitely made me see things a bit different and kind of see things almost how my clients see things in terms of, um, yeah, if they've done a bunch of diets or if they've done a bunch of challenges. And this challenge, 75 hard is, you know, it is a lot about fitness, but it's, it's marketed and talked about as a mental health challenge, a mental challenge, um, because you have to do these certain things every single day for 75 days. And if you don't, you fail and you go back to day one. 
And once you start to get momentum building, trust me, you <laughs> you do not want to fail because then it's kind of like, does this all go to waste? I don't know. Um, and so you definitely want to keep it going. I Today is day 34 for myself and I started on April 16th and I actually planned it a little bit in, in advance um, to finish at the end of June, at the end of June, yeah. Um, so that I would be able to enjoy July and August and not have any restrictions or like worry about anything that I'm doing. Um, so I, I planned it a little bit and I, I'll definitely talk about timing when I get into my review portion of this episode. So first and foremost, like what do you actually have to do every single day? Um, the first one is the workouts. Uh, and yes, with an S at the end there, plural, <laughs> there's two. Um, you have to do two workouts every single day. Um, each has to be 45 minutes and one has to be outdoors. Now, you can't do one 90-minute workout outside and you can't do three 30-minute workouts it has to be two 45-minute workouts. So you have to actually plan your day and plan a lot for that. Um, the next thing you have to do is read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. Uh, and you're not allowed to use audiobooks, which is interesting. Um, the next thing you have to do is drink a gallon of water every day. So a gallon is 3.7 liters, if anyone is wondering. Um, kind of puts it into perspective. And then there's the diet the yeah the diet component of it. So the guidelines are that you need to follow a diet 100% of the time. Um, no no cheat meals, no alcohol, <laughs> and you get to choose the diet, whatever it is. So whether it's paleo or vegan or keto or whatever you want to do, um, you just have to follow it fully. And then the last thing you have to do is take a progress photo every single day uh, in the mirror, I guess, because it, I guess you just need to track kind of how you're doing. So yeah, so that's kind of what you have to do is five different things. Um, so the workouts, the reading the book, the water, the diet, and the progress photo. Um, so let's get into my review. Oh my gosh. So it's interesting to kind of be doing this almost at the halfway, halfway mark, um, yeah, there's definitely parts of it that are easy for me and parts of it that are difficult. I find the easiest things for me is the diet um, and the no alcohol and the no cheap meals. I, you know, as a nutritionist and as a biohacker, I am relatively pretty healthy already. Um, I'm very much aware of what I should be eating and what I shouldn't be eating. And if I eat things that don't uh, nourish my body. I very much understand the consequences on a cellular level and like uh, symptomology, like what it actually makes me feel and um, any symptoms that I come across. So when I had to choose a diet, I chose paleo and I have been paleo, you know, I don't even know since I was maybe 17. Um, but never a hundred percent. It's always been kind of like an 80, 20 thing I've done. Uh, if we go out for food or go for drinks or, um, order in, like I'm kind of like flexible on it. So it was, it's been very interesting to do this a hundred percent and be like, no, like I can't, I can't eat that because that's not paleo. And, um, it, it's definitely made me realize how, 
yeah, how much like things are hidden in, in certain foods. So for example, like I used to buy these, um, these like protein bars that were pretty healthy, honestly. But then with paleo, there's like literally zero sugar that you're allowed to eat. And so now I like read the labels even more than what I did before and it had sugar in them. And so now you can't eat those. And so kind of when you do something like this and you have to do it perfectly and you have to do it a hundred percent, um, it really makes you read every single label of anything that you're eating or drinking. Um, and really makes you like go through things with a fine tooth comb. Um, so it's been very interesting. And I, when I first started, I was eating things that were like paleo crackers or keto crackers, um, and that type of thing that, technically are keto and technically are paleo via the ingredients. However, they're still processed food. And so I think after week two of 75 hard, I was like, no, like this doesn't feel good. Like I, I'm going to just cut out every single processed food, even if it says this is paleo certified. Um, so that is what I did as well. Um, and I just like found, I felt better after that too. So, I mean, even though they are technically paleo, I kind of just took it a step further and was like, no, like I'm just going to take a break from anything that basically comes in a box. So that's kind of what I did. And I found it pretty easy. Um, I, yeah, I work from home and I work online and I was doing that even before the pandemic started. And so I have my whole kitchen available to me at all times. Um, so at lunch and breakfast, like I can make really nourishing food. It's not difficult and I know how to do it too. So it's, it's one of the easier components for me. Um, and the alcohol too, like I, since I don't even know, I think 2019, I've slowly started to take a step away from alcohol. Um, I think every year I, you know, go through different like 60 day, 30 day challenges that I do for myself without alcohol. Um, and so doing this one for like no alcohol for 75 days is easy. Like I don't, I don't miss it. I don't crave it. Um, and even before starting this in March, I, I did alcohol free, like I was sober for March as well. So it's, it's pretty much already part of my lifestyle. So I didn't really, um, miss out on that. Um, but I can understand for people who drink a lot, how difficult this would be. Oh my goodness. So, um, the other part I found easy is the water bottle, the, wa the drinking. So I, and if you have seen my reel on Instagram, you know, this, um, I bought a gallon water bottle. Um, it is huge. It is literally like, I don't know, twice the size of my head. And this has made drinking water so, so easy because I only fill it up once a day. Um, I add electrolytes, I add vitamin C, whatever I think I need, uh, may maybe even like amino acids. And I just drink it all day. And I don't have to keep track. I don't have to do the math. I don't have to count glasses or like smaller water bottles um, to understand how much water I've had. And so it, I just made it really simple for myself. And when I first started 75 hard, I didn't have this water bottle. I had a, you know, like a regular size one, like a liter one. And it was brutal, like filling it up three times and then filling it up like 75% the last time. Um, and so I was like, no, like I, I just bought a massive one off of Amazon and it was the best thing ever. 
And I definitely, definitely recommend doing that if you are going to do this challenge. Like make your life easier and just get the massive water bottle. Um, the other part that it was really easy is the progress photo. So this one, it's easy, but it isn't. So it's easy to do it, right? Like you're just taking a photo, but it's very easy to forget it. So one night I was sleeping and I woke up uh, before midnight and I realized I hadn't taken my photo. So I got up out of bed in the middle of the night with my blue blockers on and the red lights on in my apartment and took a photo. It was ridiculous. Um, So now I have like a little note on my mirror that says progress photo and to remind myself because it's so, so easy to forget because I just don't do that. Like I just don't wake up and take a photo of myself. Like it's just like the last thing I think about. Um, So I've really had to like create this reminder in my life. Otherwise I will forget it. Um, Yeah. And so then the hardest parts, the hardest parts for me are probably the workouts. I, yeah. So people hear like two workouts a day and they think, oh my goodness, like right away, adrenal fatigue, you're going to drive your body into the ground. It's going to cause hormone havoc, like not good for you, whatever. But these workouts literally can be anything. So the way that I do it is I do one walk a day outside with my puppy, Moose, um, because one of the workouts has to be outdoors. And then the other workout will either be the gym or like yoga at home or even like golf or like a, like a sport. Um, so when you kind of like realize that it can be any type of movement, it actually isn't that daunting. Um, you know, on rest days, I will go for a walk to the beach and then come home. And then my second workout will be like yin yoga, which is very, very slow, deep yoga where you hold the poses for three to four minutes. Um, and it's, it's been okay. Like I track my, my health stats through my aura ring and, you know, when I first started, my my aura ring was actually very happy with me. <laughs> um, it liked my step count. It liked, um, you know, my HRV got better and like some other stats got better. And then it kind of plummeted. And so then I think I did yoga and a walk for like five days in a row. And then it kind of evened out. And so now I, yeah, I kind of do a mix. I just kind of go with how sore my body feels. Um, like yesterday I went to the gym Today I'm really sore, so today I actually did two outdoor work, uh, outdoor walks because I had to go and do an errand. Um, so you just kind of like play play with it and see what works for you. I definitely don't go to the gym every day. I definitely don't lift weights every day or go for a run every day. Like I don't do anything hard every single day, um, just because it I just don't need to. I want to pause this episode briefly to talk to you about MFEs. So if you've been following me for a while now, you know that this is something that I have really been pouring myself into um, to develop for you. MFEs are healthier underwear for women made by women. Um, They protect against EMF, radiation, and bacteria. And they do that through the type of fabric that I'm using. I've started going to um, sewing classes and pattern making private lessons in order to make sure that these are very modern, 
comfy and cute and not granny panties, unlike the couple of um, options on the market right now. So this is super important. The the underwear protects the female reproductive parts, specifically the ovaries, um, from all of the radiation that's around us. So in our car, from Bluetooth, from our phone, from computers, from Wi-Fi, all sorts of things. Um, and this matters, right? Like we're learning more and more about how our environment impacts our health. And EMF is tough and radiation is tough because we actually can't see it. So it's kind of one of those things that we just don't necessarily think about because we can't like visually see it on a day-to-day basis, but that does not mean it's not impacting our health. And the science backs us up now. There are countless, countless studies on this, um, on how EMF can impact fertility, ovulation, pregnancy, um, also like cancer and mitochondrial health. The ovaries are actually the most dense um, organ in the body that has mitochondria in it. They have 100,000 mitochondria per cell in the, in the ovaries, like per cell. That is insane. And so we really want to make sure that those little mitochondria are doing their best, are functioning at their best. And we want to block any EMF, any radiation from Um, impacting how they function because I want women to have healthy cycles and healthy hormones and uh, healthy pregnancy and fertility and not have further, much more serious complications in the future. So this underwear helps you get there like one step closer. Um, and so that's that's exactly why I developed it. And so pre-orders are coming this summer. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun and it has been a lot of fun um, in the months that I have been developing them. So if you're interested in, in getting on the wait list, the waitlist can be found at biohackingbrightening.com slash emphies. That's E-M-F-I-E-S. Super easy. Or you can just go to the link in my Instagram bio. Um, you can just sign up right through there as well. So definitely get on that wait list. It's growing pretty quickly. Um, and everyone on the wait list will have access, early access to pre-orders, um, which is super important because it's going to be quite a limited quantity to start, I think. So get on the wait list. Um, and yeah, if you have any further feedback, I'm always open to hear what you think and what you're looking for or even product wise, like, um, yeah. And a bunch of you have already asked me if I'm going to be creating things for children or for men, which is very interesting, but I think we're going to focus just on the females for now. So get on the wait list and I look forward to dropping these very soon. The difficult thing about the workouts is having the energy to do them and scheduling them right? So 45 minutes is a decent amount of time and they have to be at least three hours apart. Um, And if you want to Google like these rules or guidelines, like they're kind of everywhere so you can read up on them. Um, But yeah, you'll, you'll see that they has to be at least three hours apart. So again, like you can't do a 90 minute hike and just call it a day. You actually have to be like, okay, I'm going to work out in the morning. I'm going to work out in the afternoon or evening and kind of plan my day around it. But because I work from home and I have such a flexible schedule, um, I'm able to do it pretty well. So 
it's it's been okay. It's yeah, I've gotten better at it as the challenge has kind of gone on. The other thing I didn't love or don't love right now about the challenge would be the reading. Um, and this I was kind of surprised at. I I love reading and I, I read a lot, but I have found that now that I'm kind of like forced to read and do this for 75 days, I have kind of like lost a bit of the passion that I had for reading. Um, you know, you have to read 10 pages and I'm kind of finding myself like grabbing the book, reading 10 pages, pages and then putting it down and just wanting to get the task done rather than actually enjoying what I'm reading and like absorbing myself into the content. So it all has to be self-development. Um, so I read different health books and business books and um, yeah, so it's, it's it's interesting. And although I'm kind of like forced to do this reading, the good part about it is that I'm getting through my books so much faster than normal. Like I'm honestly surprised by how quickly I'm getting through books now. Um, I just ordered more books this week because I just finished the other ones I was reading last week. And so it is very cool like that to kind of like be working through things so fast. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think there's definitely some recommendations and tips that I have for people. Um, the first thing would be that, you know, we're in a pandemic right now and we're dealing with COVID. And so doing a challenge for 75 days works for my, for my schedule and for me. Like I don't have any weddings. I don't have any parties to go to. I don't have any social events. So it's very easy to like stay home and plan two workouts and eat 100% paleo and not have alcohol and uh do these different things. Like it's, it's a really amazing time to do it because the pressure and the, uh, temptation is very, very minimal. Like I'm not going to restaurants. I'm not doing anything right now. So it's like, honestly, it's honestly the best time to try it. If you're thinking about trying it. Um, I mean, depends what your regulations are, like where you're living, but here in Canada, like we definitely have like some pretty strict regulations right now. And, yeah, we're, I'm home all the time. Like, so it's definitely worked out. Um, I'm also doing it during the spring and this is a very good time to do it. Anytime you're doing some sort of challenge or cleanse or detox, like spring is the season for it. In the summer, we are, tend to be up much later. We're more active. We're outdoors more. And in the winter, you know, it's darker earlier, we sleep more and, you know, our, it's not really the time to kind of do this like cleansing work. So it's a very nice that it's actually aligned with the season that is associated with detoxing and cleansing and that type of thing. Um, I'm also doing it with my partner. So with my fiance, Ryan, um, and because, you know, obviously we live together it has been so much easier doing it with somebody else. Um, he's also doing paleo. He, I think he probably goes to the gym a bit more than I do. Um, but aside from that, we're basically doing the same thing together. And it's so nice to go through this with somebody else and have somebody to lean on and talk to about it. Um, 
it's also easier because it's not like he is ordering, you know, Uber Eats or like drinking in front of me or doing anything that makes me want to veer off of this challenge. So it's much, much easier. Um, And that kind of like leads me into the tips that I have about this, about this challenge. You know, there's, there's some things that, some tips that will work for everybody and some that won't. But my first tip has to to do with the water, like I was talking about previously. Um, Finish your water before 7 p.m. Oh my goodness, let me tell you. How many nights have I realized that I had a couple of glasses left of water to drink and I'm drinking them at 9.30 p.m. and then I go to bed and then I'm literally up like five times throughout the night to go to the bathroom. Do not do this. (laughs) Learn from my mistakes. Drink your water before 7 p.m., Right when you wake up in the morning, start early, just chug a bunch of your massive water bottle and just get it going. Um, I fill up my water bottle the night before. In the morning, I add electrolytes, I add vitamin C, again, like whatever I want to add. And then I just like go to town and start working on it. Um, Definitely, definitely finish this before 7 p.m. so that you're not impacting your bladder, which then impacts your sleep. Yeah, my next tip would be just like I talked about, If you could do it with somebody close to you, that will make your life so, so much easier. So whether it's a family member or a friend or a neighbor or your spouse, whatever it is, um, it's really fun to kind of go through it with somebody else. The next tip I have is get creative with your workouts. So I started going to the driving range um, and at first I was kind of like, is this a workout? Like, does this count? You know, we're here for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Like, does this count as exercise or movement? Um, And then the next day I was so sore (laughs) because I don't golf very often. And so I was like, yeah, this definitely, definitely is hard on my body and working my body. So it definitely counts. Um, But getting creative with your workouts keeps it fun. So there are so many YouTube videos that you can look at whether it's yoga, whether it's bar, whether it's Pilates, um, dancing, all types of things. Like you like go to town. Honestly, there's so many things that you can, you can try for the first time as well. Um, and I've really enjoyed doing that just to shake things up and, um, work out my body in a different way, move it in a different way, activate different muscles that I don't typically activate, um, especially in things like dance or Pilates, you definitely feel them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been very interesting. And with COVID and, and the pandemic, like the amount of fitness and workout videos on YouTube has gone through the roof. Like there is so much to choose from. So definitely, definitely take a look at some of those. Um, my next tip would be to track yourself. Now, I am not specifically like doing this challenge to lose weight, um, although a lot of people do. And I'm not somebody who really even needs to lose weight because I have a healthy BMI and I have a healthy body fat percentage. And yeah, I feel pretty good about my body. So I don't feel like I need to lose weight. Um, But I do track it. I do track my weight and I do track my fat percentage and I track my heart metrics and my sleep metrics through my aura ring. Um, So I definitely suggest tracking your metrics and any data that you can. 
it's very helpful um, just to kind of see where you were at the beginning and see where you'll end up. Um, I know for me, like I haven't, I guess I haven't weighed myself this week or looked at my fat percentage this week, but I think I did after maybe after three weeks, like 21 days around there. And I think I dropped, I don't know, like 1% in body fat, uh, like a couple of pounds. Um, But my results in terms of like weight loss are very minimal. And I think that's because I already am so healthy that I don't really have that weight to lose. Now, my family, my family friend, um, he lost, I think it was like over 30 pounds, 35 pounds in like 40 days. Right. So completely different story. And that's a lot about what you see online when it comes to 75 hard is the weight loss and, uh, the before and after progress photos and that type of thing. Um, And so if that is what you're interested in, like definitely track it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're going about it with a healthy mindset. Um, I wouldn't get too caught up on like tracking or weighing yourself every single day because that can kind of create a negative relationship with your body and your weight. So just like be mindful about that. Um, My next tip would be use an app or a spreadsheet or some sort of tracking system for if you do everything every day and what day you're on. So I used an app in the beginning, but then I forgot about it and <laughs> stopped using it. Um, but I have a spreadsheet. I, I found this spreadsheet actually on Reddit. Um, if you just Google like 75 hard spreadsheet Reddit, it'll come up and there's a link. Um, so I just copied it and downloaded it and I have it when I open up my computer in the morning and I like tick off everything that I've done. And so it kind of just keeps me in the mindset of it and it tells me what day I'm on. So I'm very much aware. I don't have to like write it down or anything like that. Um, there are also like really pretty and really cool trackers that you can like download and print. So I know Etsy has like a bunch of them. Um, you could also make your own, like you could make a poster or you could make a, um, like a little sticky note collage or whatever you want to do. Like there's so many different ways, but it, it is fun to kind of like wake up and be like, okay, like today's 34, like let's get at it. Like it's cool to kind of like keep track of that because as the days go on, you kind of forget (laughs) what day you're on. Um, So definitely figure out the best way for you to track it. Um, And the last thing I would say in terms of tips um, is do it for the right reasons. Now, there's a lot of criticism for 75 hard. And a lot of the criticism says um, you shouldn't be pushing yourself this hard for 75 days. You're going to burn out. It's not teaching you, you know, that you should be doing these things as a lifestyle, um, you know, and that type of, that type of mentality. Um, I kind of like sit on the fence with that. I think that for someone like myself who is very healthy and a biohacker and already, I don't know, kind of doing all of these things already, like I, I think this challenge is fine. I, and like, I'm not, again, like I'm not working out to extremes. I'm not eating to an extreme. Um, I'm not 
counting my calories. I'm not doing anything super restrictive. So for me, I think it's okay. Um, but I think it can be too much for some people. So I think anybody who has struggled with an eating disorder or uh, body dysmorphia or anything like that, that is like a real mental health uh, issue and very difficult to work through that takes actually a lot of, a long time to work through it. This is not for you because this is only going to make you more focused on your body and your health um, and more nitpicky on yourself. And so if you have any underlying tendencies towards that, like this is not for you at all. Um, I don't think it's, I think it is too hard and I think it is too restrictive. Um, And same with anybody who is under the age of 18, I would say, you're growing, you're developing, you're like a little kid basically. Um, and yeah, again, like it's too restrictive and it's too much for somebody that young. Um, so I, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I think there's also other things that you could look at that are probably, it's not probably the best for either. So maybe, uh, chronic health issues, um, potentially autoimmune, it might not be good for, um, yeah. So be mindful if you're going to do this, do your research, look into it further, listen to podcasts like mine and other reviews and understand kind of what you're getting yourself into. Because if you're going to do it, you know, you want to succeed, right? Like you want to get to day 75 and you want to complete it. Um, and so you have to go into it with the right mindset, with the right focus. Um, I think that if you're using this program as sort of a reset and like say, you know, in the pandemic, you've kind of fallen off the health wagon and your mental health is struggling and, you know, maybe you've put on some weight or maybe you're stressed out or whatever you're doing and you're like, no, like I need something super, super strict to get my butt back in gear reset me, get me focused, let's do it. Then I think that's fine. Um, it's also about like what you're going to do afterwards, right? So like what happens on day 76? Like maybe I'll do a follow-up podcast and we'll see. <laughs> um, but you know, I've, I've read reviews and some people say there's a bit of a hangover, right? You kind of like get to day 76 and you're like a little nervous that whatever progress that you've gotten, you're suddenly going to lose. So you kind of just like keep doing everything for another week or another two weeks. And then slowly one thing kind of slips and then the other slip and whatever. Um, I think the safe way to go about this is to take what you've learned through this challenge and make it into a lifestyle. So for me, um, I've realized that through the pandemic, I've definitely sitting and more sedentary or sedentary than I would like. And then I thought I was like, I thought I was moving quite a lot, but not enough compared to what I'm doing now. So for me, like I'm definitely going to bring forward the daily outdoor walks, um, and making it a point to do that. I'm probably going to continue with a gallon of water as well, because I think it's really good to hydrate. And I really like tracking that and it's, and it's easy. Um, I probably won't read 10 pages every single day and I probably won't or definitely won't take a photo of myself or a progress photo. And then my diet will probably go back to paleo, 80-20, uh, 
maybe maybe alcohol every now and then type of thing, but we'll see. So I think be mindful of getting yourself into this. Um, be mindful of like what it's going to do for your mental health and your physical health and your kind of your plan for what happens when you're done. Like, are you going to make this into a lifestyle? I think if you're, if you are going to make this into a lifestyle that you move forward every single day with, then I think it's totally fine and you can do it. Um, I, don't want this to be like another restrictive diet that you tried and failed at and then you try something new a month later. Like that's not the point. I think the point again is to kind of do this reset, see what you're capable of, challenge yourself, be successful, and then make it into a lifestyle. At least that's what I'm doing and that's what I recommend to anybody who messages me um, personally. And yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. The nice thing is though with 75 hard is once you get to probably day, I don't know, 21, maybe even sooner, you kind of start getting momentum and consistency and the success comes easier. So you kind of like roll into each day knowing to what to expect, knowing what you're capable of, and it kind of just becomes what you do. Like you kind of stop thinking about it. You stop worrying about it. You stop planning about it. Um, and it just becomes your life. And so it's been cool to kind of like see that. Um, I don't really think much about it now. Again, I make sure that I do everything and check everything off my list. And past that, I'm just ready for the next day. So yeah, I mean, that's my review for now. I think I will do another follow-up after I am done the 75 days. Um, if you have any specific questions about your health and if this is right for you, um, seriously message me or email me and we can talk about it. Um, or I could just give you some further advice as well because I don't think it's for everybody, but I think it is for a lot of people and maybe you are one of them. So I would love to help out and kind of guide you through it if you need further support. Um, but thanks for listening. Please leave a review. These are super important. They help the show get noticed, um, help me get ads, et cetera, et cetera, and kind of help reach more people and get more people into biohacking and, you know, health and wellness and everything that we're trying to do here. So yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me if you'd like me to respond. I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you have a question about your health, my DMs are always open and I'm currently taking new clients. Thanks and see you next time.